We all know that it takes a lot of work to manage one YouTube channel, so you can imagine how much work it takes to manage eight YouTube channels and social media feeds including Instagram and TikTok and a whole bunch more. If you want to know what the best tips and tricks are to be productive and be effective with your YouTube channel, well, today's episode is exactly for you. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am the Director of Customer Success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views, in less time. As a YouTube creator myself, I understand the amount of work that goes into creating your channel. You have to do your research, you have to shoot your video, you have to edit, you have to put a thumbnail together, titles, tags, description. And then after you upload, the work doesn't stop. You have to do your social media, you have to go get brands. So how do we do this? How do we do all of this whilst some of us have full-time jobs? How do we manage the two worlds? So I put these questions to Rachel Bennett, a very, very busy mom from the Ohana Adventure, a channel that has nearly 3 million subscribers at the time of recording this. Not only that, their children have their own channels, also with hundreds and thousands of subscribers, as well as really, really big social media accounts, which are parents managed or parents monitored. How does Rachel do that? How does she balance home life, kids activities, very, very busy filming schedule and all of that and still be successful? Rachel, Welcome to Tube Talk. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're going to have an awesome discussion all about being productive. But before we get into that, for those who don't know, how do we describe Rachel in a tweet? In a tweet? Mm. Rachel in a tweet. Is that possible? High strung, somewhat productive, bad hair, but I make things happen. Uh, maker of things, which is what we like. <laughs> we have many channels. Let's do a count. We have Ohana Adventure. We have The Now Mom. Um, we have Clelea has a channel, Raquel. The boys have a channel. Little girls have a channel. So I manage six YouTube channels and we technically do have two more, but Jace manages those. Okay. So that's, that's fairly a handful. I mean, yes. most people struggle with literally just one channel. You're doing this a time and time again. Ugh. So today what we want to do is I want to ask you how it's possible. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. How do you manage to get through this all? Where do you start? You know, I, um, I heard a, a quote a long time ago that said, if you want something done, you give it to a busy person. And that's actually been a little bit of my motivation as we added one channel on top of another. Because once you got a flow workflow in, then you kind of know how it's done. You just kind of squeeze it in. But... We'll get to all of that, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. This is getting powered right from the outset. So let's, let's kind of, I think maybe the easiest way of doing this, since you do so much, let's dissect your week or like a portion of your day. Okay. Where do you start? You wake up in the morning. You're ready to attack the day. Now what? Well, as the kids are going about their day, um, I carve out a little bit of time for research. So research is what makes the whole flow happen. Um, we sit down. Um, I either sit down with Jace and we kind of talk about things that are doing well. I look at what's doing well on our channel. Now that is key for growing YouTube is learning what your audience likes and 
researching your analytics to say, oh, they really like this video. Um, that's what's popping. Then also going to maybe similar channels and researching what they do and seeing what what type of videos work for them. And if that's popping for them and you have similar content, it will probably pop for you. So we go ahead and I write down similar channels. I write down all the things that are popping for them, what's popping for us, just a few ideas. Mm -hmm. And then we sit down as a family. This is probably only once or twice a week. Um, we sit down and we say, okay guys, here's a few ideas I have. What do you know that's popping? What do you know on, you know, teen content? This is what's working. Or what about the kid content? What works for that? What about the mom content? Even my teenager will be like, oh, I saw so-and-so do this on their mom channel and it looked really cool. You should do that too. So we have a little powwow. We write down everybody's ideas. Um, and with the ideas that I've already written down, we kind of hash out a plan of attack. Okay, so everybody contributes. And I think it's very smart getting everybody's input because they're in touch with what they like yes and if they like it odds are pretty good that other teens are going to like that yes all of our channels um we speak to audiences that are the entire family so one channel is more teen content um, another channel is more kid content another channel is moms dads and so on and so we want their feedback because if they're not going to watch it then we don't create it okay so th okay that's that's smart if they're not going to watch it we don't create it which basically means that they're kind of almost the filter yeah so w would you reject kind of some of the kids' ideas? Would they reject some of your ideas? Oh, for sure. There is definitely tons of rejection <laughs> going on. I will be like so pumped on an idea and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. It's working on this other person's channel. It's doing well. It looks like it's popping. I go and I bring it to the family. And most of the time the teens are like, yeah, no, no, no it's not going to happen. And, and if they are totally like thumbs down, we don't want to do it, then we don't do it. We don't do it occasionally if they're like, eh, it sounds okay. And, but if I feel like it's really like something that's working on other people's channels that is similar to ours, then we do it anyways, as long as they're not a total rejection. Because okay. we also, we go to them for their feedback so that they get excited about what we're filming. Right. Um, as well as if it is their idea or they put their input in there, they're going to naturally go, oh, this is my part, I want to do this. Or, oh, I really love this part, I'm excited to be in this video. Whereas if it's only mom's idea every single time, they will lose enthusiasm and that projects onto, onto the screen. So, so does, do, you, do you see that happening? Like if they're not into the idea and they're going along with it anyway? Oh, yes. That person will naturally fade into the background, um, either through editing or we just kind of know, oh, they're not into it or they're just kind of in a bad mood. Everybody right, yeah, has, has bad moods, sure. bad days. And with that, they just, we let them have their day. They're kind of on screen once in a while so that our viewers know they're still there, still nothing's there. wrong. Um, but they just don't want to be in this video particularly or maybe they get out in the challenge early on. Okay, so, so it's okay to kind of almost have a yes, no approach. Yeah. And I think it's pretty important to have mm -hmm. everybody's buy-in. It translates into what the video comes out as. Yes. And if, if, if you as a female, your mom out there, and you have a family and you're wanting to create content with your family, I think it is a key balance to include the family. Because if you are creating content that's just on the sidelines where the family is occasionally in it, then that's totally fine. They don't have to necessarily have all the input. But when it is a full family type business like ours, right. where we have channels for every child, every age, um, it is key to get the whole family on board because you want that enthusiasm, you need that input, and to make your normal everyday flow 
it's key to have that input there so that they know what's going on as well as listening to their needs and wants as a mom as well as a like CEO. And I love the idea of having that safe space where it's okay for them to say no. Yes. And you know, life will go on as we know it. Yes. They, they don't have fine. to be in every video. Right. They, they want to take a week off from videos. That's totally fine. fine. Okay. You know, but that's why we try to make it fun. We try to make it engaging with them so okay. that they want to be involved in most of the videos. Got it. Okay. So we've had the discussion. We kind of have an idea of what you want to shoot. What's the next kind of plan of action, plan of attack? Okay, well, once we've written this all down, we need to work it into the schedule um, and we get that shot list ready. So I go back, I have my time while the kids are doing something else, I write down a shot list. We figure out what the key points that's going to make this video pop, what's going to make it really funny. I write down comedy little strips of like, okay, this would be really funny if this happens. Um, a lot of times, my shot list might only be three points. The intro okay, we have to play this one game and of course like the outro where I wrap it up and sometimes I just let it flow how it is okay. and things will happen and then as things happen as we're filming, I kind of, oh, come up with something we got to put that in there. Other times I have a full detailed shot list where it's just the type of video that needs that. Like if it is my mom content, I got to have my points on like how we do this, this, this and that and we make sure I cover it um, or if it is like a kid content, I do have more shot lists because they need to know what happens next. You know, they're beginning with their storylines. They're not, they don't see the whole picture in their head. So we write down the shot list of, you know, okay, here's the 10 scenes, the 10 steps that need to happen throughout this story. So your shot list is almost the plan of action. Yes. So I need to make sure that I cover these five points. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure if it's a brand deal, perhaps, and we'll talk about brand deals a little bit later, but if it's a brand deal, you need to make sure that you've included oh, yes. all those. Brand deals have many more points. <laughs> okay, then your <laughs> off-the-cuff kind of videos. Yes, yes. So those ones we make sure that we hit the topics and, you know, but every video can be a little bit different than the rest. Right. Um, as long as you feel that it's covering what you wanted, the idea of the video to happen. Okay, so it's all about proper planning. Yes. Okay, so if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Oh, snap. <laughs> yes, there it is. Okay, cool. So I have my shot list. We know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on board. What's next? Oh, well, first there's meltdowns. <laughs> that always happens. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right before we shoot, we try to get into that positive attitude. You got to like, you got to be ready to go. So it's mostly me. If I am the one filming, then oh. you got to be in an excited attitude. Um, I've actually been on set with um, a bunch of different companies and brands, and we try to take pointers from them. Right. So I've noticed that, say, the director always friendly, comes up and talks to you, how you feeling, um, portrays the idea of what's going to happen. So we've already done that with the children. Okay, this is the feel of today. This is what's going to happen. Um, they know what's going to happen. And then they have an enthusiasm. Oh, that was really, really great. Let's do it again, right? Okay. Like you got it. Some, some scenes you have to reshoot. We don't actually reshoot a ton on our family content um, unless it totally flops or <laughs> with the brands we do reshoot. But they just have to have a positive attitude and we get going on this shot list and we try to plow through and get as much as we can done. We have a lot of food, you know, or we break for food right. because we it's don't important. eat angry people yeah. or children. <laughs> And because you're shooting with your entire family mm -hmm. and uh, your kids' ages, what are they? Okay, so our oldest is 16. So we have 16, 14, 13, 11, 9, and 7. 
Okay, so that's a lot of people to keep happy. Yes. Okay, so hangry is not a major. Hangry is not a thing. So you, we always have food on hand, and when I notice someone's starting to like whine, it's probably because they're hungry. Right. So we go straight to the food. Um, we try not to film at night because we get tired, or we try not to film super early because, again, tired yes. or hungry. Right. Um, but truly. Um, those are the things that balance out most of the kids. And we also give rewards. So, okay, if we get these things done, we have an incentive. You can go play with your friends afterwards. Or it's Friday, we're going to have a movie night. Or truly, a lot of our challenges have a prize. It may not be exactly what we say on screen. (laughs) I'm not giving my kids $1,000, guys. It's not (laughs) happening. But I do give them an incentive. Like tonight, you get to choose the movie. Or maybe you get a date with mom and dad. Or sometimes I will give them days off from school. Okay, I have a certificate and you get a day off from school, some chores, whatever. So that usually keeps them happy and excited to film every day or mostly every day. You want them to bring their best so that you're rewarding them, but you're also rewarding your audience, which at the end of the day is what this is all about. Yes. Right. Giving your audience value. We want to give them the best. Right. And if we are all enthusiastic, all the actors in our family are enthusiastic, the video comes out better. And obviously it gets a better content overall for our viewer. And that's the key. So the one thing I wanted to ask you, because you've got kids and kind of the older kind of to young, they're boys and girls. What do you do when it comes to keeping the kids safe, especially when you're shooting outdoors, you get recognized a lot. What do you do as far as that's concerned? This is, this is a big question we get all the time about safety. So I find that we've taken different precautions. So we do not film in the front of our house. Uh, We don't want people to know where we live. Um, Our PO box is kind of far from where we live. So we try to keep that a little bit separate, but we try to keep our names off of things like that. That's one major just precaution, keeping the kids safe like that. But when we do go in public, we're always there. We like to meet our fans. We love when people come up. We love it. Even if they're in our video, we we appreciate that. So we don't mind... um, having people approach us, but we are always precautious. We're always there. Um, we make sure like the parents are there. Um, but the hard thing is actually on social media. We do a lot on Instagram, Ooh, yes. Facebook. Um, the kids don't have Twitter, um, but we do a lot of different social media platforms. And with that, we are very precautious. Um, the kids are allowed to post on Instagram. The teenagers have their own phones, but we have a DM rule. No one is allowed to DM as well as like emails and things like that. We, we have a business email for the children and that's what's out there. Then they have personal emails. So if they have friends that they want to email, they give them their personal email um, as well as like phone numbers. They give them their personal phone numbers. We specifically tell our kids they're not allowed to DM. So if they have, they meet somebody and it's a friend, we have to trust them enough to give them our sure. phone number and that's how they communicate. They're not allowed to DM anybody, friends, Um, teachers, people at all, because there is a lot of predators that come and they come through um, on the DM. There's so many articles out there that I suggest people read. It gets really gnarly. So we just cut that out completely. They reply to comments. That's it. They reply on um, YouTube, but we do not message in any form. Okay, that's smart. Cause, I mean, DM is where the weird happens. It's true. And I, as sadly as it is, it is a place where, where fans can connect. But just for safety, we try to connect through only comments, comments right. and not through messages. Yes. But even on their own social media, the older ones have their own their own social media. So they, they upload themselves into Instagram? Yes. Okay. And we have full access to that. So when it does say parent monitor... 
or parent run. All the younger kids is, is parent run. I have the phone, they have to ask me, they post. Whereas the teenagers, they have their own phones, they post regularly, they do you know stories, all of that. But I have it on my phone or a phone, an extra phone that we have in our home where I can frequently right. check the messages okay. as well as the comments. We don't want um, negativity. Sure. So whenever there's bullying online or um, just major harsh negativity going around, we try to honestly, we just kind of delete it because we want to be the good. Right, absolutely. And so we try to cut out all the bad. Um, you know, I do find that it is a healthy dose of seeing some negativity is normal. But most people get that at school, so <laughs> yeah. it happens. Well, and that's the whole thing, isn't it? In the olden days, and I know this is not a parenting discussion. Olden days. Okay. How old are we, Leron? How old are you? Well, uh, uh, pre-cell phones. Oh, <laughs> so, I uh, remember pre-cell phones. Right. Well, the whole, the, what happened is it, everything stopped at the school gate. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now it's in your pocket and it carries on 24 it's hours. everywhere. So you've got to be and very it, And it does. And I think like you can definitely see it on your kids' faces when they're hearing the negative comments over and over again. We try to have those positivity talks and say, you know, people get keyboard power or, you know, like they find find this power behind the screen where you don't have to say it to their face. So we've done our research, you got your plan of action, and then you upload your video. I'm assuming the work is not done at that point. Oh, the work is never done. (laughs) The work's never done. Honestly, when you are in social media, the work's never done. Um, But... You upload your content, you need to promote. You need to promote in some way. You need to share on social media if you have an Instagram following. If you have Facebook groups that you're a part of, you share, hey, this is a mom content, sounds really fun. I'm gonna share it over here because maybe some of my friends or groups that I are in, they might appreciate that. Wherever you have a following, or even wherever you share, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, or is there more than that? Am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, that's that's true. That's a big one. We love TikTok. And honestly, it's not just music anymore. People share a lot on there. So you got to promote. You got to share it out there. And then the following will grow as okay. they appreciate your content. If you're doing the research and you know what they like, it'll be this circle that continues to grow. And do you share your... When you share, maybe give us some examples. If you have a video, do you share a clip of that video? Do you do like a teaser for that video? Yes. On Instagram, I have found that different things work. So I used to only share the thumbnail onto our Instagram stories. And be like, oh, this is today's video. Swipe up. That does good. But the click-through rate is is lower. Um, If I am talking and I go, oh, my goodness, you guys, we just filmed this awesome game. Da-da-da-da-da. Swipe up. That is better than a thumbnail. Now, if you have an actual cut down of the video, which I do, I usually have a 10 to 15 second cut down, maybe even 30 if it's so good, then I have a little snippet. It's kind of like a cliffhanger. This is what's happening, something funny or something really dramatic or whatever. Sure. And then you have the swipe that's right there. That one actually gets the best click throughs. So almost like, a, do, you, do you encourage maybe like a behind the scenes or yes. we've just done this, you guys, you cannot wait to share this video with you? Um, either of those. Yeah. I do cut downs of the videos. I actually send different clips. Like I'll do a cut down for Jace where he's mostly in it and these things are happening. So he gets that. Okay. Or I share a specific cut down for Clay oh, like where that. she's got more of her on it because her audience doesn't want to say just see just me. Right, right, right. They want to see more of her. So I do one for specifically for her. If I'm really good with my shot list, I remember to <laughs> film a behind the scenes. So I like this idea yeah. of know your audience, share various different clips depending mm-hmm. who's in it. That's, that's, that's great. Okay, so now we've done all this work. 
and the work never ever stops. You cross your fingers and hope people watch. So now, <laughs> and the YouTube algorithm smiles upon the. Yes, you must sacrifice many things <laughs> to the YouTube gods. Yes. Any tips for us on working with brands? Oh, snap. I could talk for hours on that one. Right. I'm kind of starting out. I've got a, maybe a smallish audience. Get a, can I still get a brand deal? Oh, yes. My very first brand deal, we had under 1,000 subscribers. We were getting 30,000 views in the 48 hours, so 15,000 views a day on the whole channel. And, I mean, our numbers were quite low. So... I learned a lot of this through my husband who as a brand would work with his with social media influencers. So he was saw it on the other side. So he would tell me what he wanted to see from the influencers when they approached him. Now you want to push your bigger number. So if your bigger number are your views or even watch time minutes because that's amazing, right? Oh, well, I might only get 15,000 views a day, but I get 240,000 watch time minutes. Now that is a big number, which a brand may not totally understand, but they say, oh, oh that's impressive. That's lot, yeah. So you need to know your value. You come up with something that is impressive for yourself. Okay, this is how many views I get. This is how many watch time minutes. Um, these, I'm getting this many new subscribers every day or this many page views on your blog or whatever it is. You need to learn what is a good representation of yourself on numbers. Then you promote yourself in your content. What do you do? Are you great with family? So I talk a lot about like, you know, we are traveling. We are a family that likes to travel. We like to play games together. We spend a lot of time in our home. So depending on the brand, you approach them in that way. So if a brand is a travel company, I say all of the videos that we might have done in the past that are traveling. Oh, well, we recently went to um, Cancun and this is a video that we did there while showing some of the fun adventures we did there. It might not be a travel video where it's like, oh, right. visit Cancun, but it is us in Cancun and our followers want to know what we do there. So that is a good way to promote to the brand. Like, hey, we went to Cancun. We saw all these things. Our kids enjoyed that. Here's our posts. Um, we're going to visit whatever, whatever this brand is. We want to come and visit your country. Could we work out something where we promote da 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 da? Right, so you customize your pitches depending oh, every on who's speaking. Single pitch is different. Okay, so that's a great another great tip because it's not the same thing mm -hmm. that goes to every single brand. Talk to their pain points, show what value you can yes. bring, so that they're able to make it easy for them to say yes. If you are have some time on your hand, you could make five different media kits just for our family. So one would be a travel media kit that we would send to the travel brands. One would be a home, like home and family yeah. lifestyle that we would send to any product that would be in the home, whether it is a home electronic, okay. like home automated system, or whether it's blinds, or whether it's some kind of furniture, we would show that media kit. Now, you don't have to do it. You can have your basic media kit that shows your numbers, all your handles, all of that, and then you just customize the pitch into the email towards that brand. Okay, you want to nice. always promote one of your top number videos that relates to that brand. Okay, but that's the key, that relates to the brand. Yes. It's got to be easy for them to understand why they would want to work with you. Yes. If someone's a car company and you want to pitch to a car company, showing your trips to Mexico is awesome. Oh, yes. But, but it doesn't mean much. if you have right. a picture of you in the van right, right, and, right. oh, we spent 24 hours in the van and we learned everything about our van, they might be interested in that because, oh, no, we've got sense. a new car coming right. out. This family could be great inside our van. Okay, so amazing bits of information all over the place here. All of this obviously will be in the show notes. Links to all of Rachel's channels will be here as well. And as we wrap up, if you could put one thing 
on a billboard in Times Square or on a tweet that the entire creator community would see, what message would, they, would you share with them? Oh my gosh. This is really hard. I, <laughs> it would be like a series of billboards all the way through the freeway from California to Vegas. Every step along the way. Um, that's really, really hard. Um, honestly, I would say you can do it. You've just got to make yourself do it. Oh, I like that. Okay, fantastic. Rachel, thanks for taking the time thanks to be this. on TikTok. And stop making excuses because I think we hear a lot of that of I'm going to wait till my kids leave. I'm oh, going to wait. Just do it. Just do it now because when your kids leave, you want the money then. <laughs> you don't want to work when you're older, guys. Work now. Uh, all of these will be in the links. So you'll want to miss out anything. Definitely go and follow them. Go check out what they're up to and you will learn a ton just by watching. Share this episode with at least one other creator that you know is currently struggling through this. Let's help each other out. We're one happy creator family. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Right? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Liron. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.